Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. We're going to go to your calls. We're going to go to Don in Bristol next. Morning, Don. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I called in last week, mm-hmm. and I had a problem with uh, my all-in-one uh, computer yep. uh, shutting down. Okay. In Windstar. Well, anyway, I, uh, you thought maybe it was a heat problem. I did. But um, it. I, I tried the blowing. I took the thing apart and blew it air into the back and got the dust out and everything. Good. But anyway, it still still was a problem. Okay. So uh, uh, I finally got into the safe mode. Yeah. And uh, it, it gives you the option of uh, starting with a, 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 a disk or a USB drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I remember I, when I first loaded Windows, I, I made a USB drive. Yep. Recovery disk. Yeah. So I put that in. Nice. started up. I haven't had a problem since. So you put the recovery disk in, and now you're booting up off of that? Whoop, Don, you there? I think we lost him. Aw, man. He was waiting for his his phone was cutting out. Um, you there, Don? I think we lost him. Um, well, it sounds good. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out for you. I'm glad it wasn't the heat issue. But it sounded like he put the recovery disk in, maybe maybe ran the recovery, cleaned up his uh, drive, and now he's booting cleanly. Um, yeah. he just, his phone just died on him. Uh, but that's good news. I'm glad it worked out for you. Sometimes you wonder if people are going to call. Oh, you know, you guys told me to do this, and it didn't work. I want to file a complaint. <laughs> We're going to give him his money back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him double his money Double back. his money. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Al in Weathersfield next. Hey, Al. Hi, Eric. Hey. I've been hijacked on Google Chrome. Oh, no. But, but I can use Internet Explorer. Okay, so your Chrome, your Chrome browser has been hijacked, so it goes someplace you don't want to go when right. you when you boot up. Okay. You can just clear the cache, and that should take care of it. Have you gone in to clear the, the Chrome cache? No, I don't know how to do that, but I'll find out. Okay. Yeah, we'll put a uh, we'll put a link up for you as to how to clear your cache in Chrome, and that it's probably all that's going on there because it's not occurring during your other browser usage, so that should take care. Right. Of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link up there for you. Clear the cache. Huh? You want to clear the cache out of your Chrome. Now, are you running Open DNS? I don't know what that means. <laughs> then you're probably not. Okay. Um, we're gonna put a we can put a link up there for that as well because you got hijacked because of where you surfed. You surfed somewhere. Right. That yeah. that did this to you, and it's a, it was a malicious site that you ended up surfing to by accident or on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And if you use OpenDNS, basically it's a safer information superhighway. So instead of going on Al Gore's wide open Wild Wild West highway, 
you're going to go on Al's super safe highway, and you won't be as apt to be uh, hijacked. So open DNS, huh? Yeah, we're going to put a link up to you, to that. It is free and uh, powered by Cisco. It's pretty amazing stuff, and it'll keep you safer on the internet. And anybody oh. in your network, if you put it on your firewall, it'll keep anybody who comes into your network. If you've got family coming in there using your Wi-Fi, they'll also be on the on the Al Safer Highway. Okay, thank you. You got it, Al. Okay, all right. Bye bye. So clear that cache. Don in Bristol's back. Hey, Don, you there? Yeah, my phone went dead, so I had to switch phones. I was going to say it did sound like it was cutting, starting to cut, and then you just went dead on yeah, you. So it's a digital phone, so it's a thing. Yeah. But anyway, I was I was talking about the. Um, I got into the safe mode, right? And uh, and I put the recovery disc in. Yeah, and you ran the recovery. Recamera recovery. There we go. Everything has been fine. Good. So you so you had a, some sort of problem with the operating system that was killing it. Right. All and, right. Um, that's you know, the lady you had on earlier. Uh huh. I don't know if she had, uh, has a recovery disc, but she might want to give that a try. She might, but hers sounds so much more worse than yours. But uh, it could work. In her case, she couldn't even do a backup. So. That tells us that the drive is probably yeah. deteriorating. But yeah, hey Don, I'm glad it worked out for you. Your, your system must have been pretty scrambled uh, for it to actually do what is what it was doing, shutting down randomly. So yeah, I was trying to figure out why why that would happen, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe when the Windows updates did something to it, or maybe. And you did blow out all the dust, so the heat issue should be taken care of if there is ever a heat issue. Right. So hey Don, thank you for the information. We're but glad I, it worked but out. I, but the, in the meantime, I had already ordered another computer. <laughs> Well, how old was the old one? Uh, this one is five years old. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah. I'm sure you got it through committee, right? Now you got to get a nice fast machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered a little faster one. <laughs> Very good, Don. Okay. Thanks for the update. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, it's interesting that a recovery disk would solve his issue of it just randomly shutting down like that, but uh, I'm glad it did. Let's go on to Dorothy in Litchfield. Hey, Dorothy. Hi. Uh, I have a question about an external drive. I was hearing how the person didn't have a backup. Yeah. And we bought a backup, and I don't know how to format it. I have an Apple, mm. and um, I didn't. And it's for you could do an Apple or you can do a PC, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure how to format it. And then I have a second question: <laughs> When my daughter has has a, an external uh, drive that she had on her old PC. And now she has an Apple, and she doesn't know how to format it to make it go, the work to go onto the Apple that she has on the drive. Do you have any idea how to do any of that? <laughs> <laughs> so Apple Apple has a good backup tool. I think it's called Time Machine or Time Capsule? Um, time something. It, time it Capsule. Does. It Airport does. Time Mine capsule. is full. Yeah. But, and, and so what it does is it knocks off old stuff. But what I wanted to do is I have thousands of photos, and I wanted to just separately put them on an external drive so mm-hmm. not to lose them ever. Okay. So when you plug the external drive in, we're not big Apple users, but when you plug it in, do you see it as a drive letter? Yes. Well, I see it as my passport comes up. Okay. And can you navigate to it using whatever Apple navigation tool so you can actually see the drive? I see the drive. Okay, good. All you need to do then is make a directory an Apple directory of some kind called uh, Dorothy's Pictures. And then you should go to where your pictures are in the Apple device and do a copy and paste. Again, I I don't know if that's how it works with Apple. As far as copying and pasting, I assume it's a similar function. 
of moving data around. But all you want to do is just do a copy from one directory on your C drive within the Apple system over to this new drive letter. And uh, however that copy process works, boom, it'll just copy over if you have enough space on that drive. You shouldn't have to do anything if it sees it. Um, have you tried I'm any not, kind of- I'm not even that far. I'm, I'm where it comes up with, uh, it's a new drive. Yeah. So I've not, I, I put on for the uh, apps for Mac, mm-hmm. and it comes up with some different things, and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to make it uh, a drive. Open up. <laughs> well, you don't have to open it up. I mean, you should I mean, just. It just comes up with the the uh, menu for what the um, what the drive would be, but like it says, then extras, user manuals. WD apps for Mac or for Windows. Right, right, right. You don't want any of that stuff. You're not yeah. using any of those tools. You're just going to do a simple copy and paste. But I can't get to that. that this, this is all that comes up. I must not have set it up yet. So how, how do you, would I just copy and paste? Well, do you, I guess it's something called Finder. Um, oh, okay. Do you know how to use Finder? Yeah, I do. Okay. So Finder is like Explorer for Windows. So you're going to go into your Finder, and can you... Find the drive letter, which is a new drive you plugged in. I'm assuming it's a drive letter. Maybe it's maybe it's a object of some kind. Okay. But you do have to format, I guess, the drive uh, using uh, the Apple Disk utility. Well, that's what I was wondering how to format it. Okay. Okay. Um, we can put a link to the Apple Disk utility. Uh, you okay. do have to format that device, that uh, drive, when you put it in there, and that way it'll be part of the Apple file system, it's probably going to be a default Windows file system. It is, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be through the Apple Disk Utility. And okay. uh, well, then you format that new drive. Make sure you don't format your primary. Make sure you be comfortable with where you're, where you're formatting. And then you're going to do a simple copy and paste from where your pictures are now to this new formatted drive. Um, okay. We can post instructions for you on oh, computer drive. Yeah. What about uh, if you already have, like my daughter has her external drive with all her work on it mm-hmm. and from a PC, and now she has an Apple and she can't transfer it. Is there a way to do that? Well, again, it's formatted in a Windows format, so it probably is the reverse problem in that she can't see it because it's a Windows drive. Um, I've never connected a Windows-based formatted system to an Apple to tell you exactly how to do that. There might be ways of doing that. We could try to find instructions as well. Um, now, she could also put it to a cloud-based intermediary where she could take that drive, plug it into her Windows system, and copy it to you know, the Apple Cloud Drive or a Google Cloud Drive and then bring it back down to her right. Apple device. But I bet you there's easier ways. I've not done it, so I would have to look it up. Um, and being that I'm not an Apple user, it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's a little foreign. Um, but we probably should be able to find instructions as to how it do the oh, other way. But great. the cloud is a good way to transfer stuff. Yeah, as long as she doesn't one. mind it being in the cloud, <laughs> that's the other issue. Do you know how to? Can you format a drive that you can use it either way? Uh, like if, if I copy everything onto this with an Apple format, and I want to use it for. Windows. For a regular PC, is there a way that it can be for both at the same time? Well, darn it, that would be handy. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but Apple and Windows, even though Windows, Microsoft saved Apple from bankruptcy many, many, many years ago. People forget this. Um, they are two different um, ecospheres. 
So uh, you, you, it's not they don't like to play in the same sandbox. Um, if it was the case already, Apple should have been smart enough to see your Windows-based formatted drive and say, okay, I'll use it. Um, but uh, it turns out that, wait, I'm, I'm hearing from Mike, who's also a Mac user, that you can format the drive as a FAT32. No, I didn't know that. If you format the drive in a FAT32 format, both Apple and Windows will see it. I learned something today. Okay. Could you, could you find a link for that for me? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. We'll put it up there for you. So you can do it. But I always okay. thought they were fighting with each other. Most Go ahead, uh, thumb drives and uh, USB drives yeah. come originally formatted as FAT32. Mm-hmm. Aren't there going to be size limitations, though? There's No, not really. No. Um, but where you have your limitation is um, um, uh, that you know you don't have the permissions and what have you on the on the removable drives that you would have in a, in a Windows format. All right, good. So there's your answer. If you format the drive using that Apple Disk Utility as a FAT32, it'll go both ways. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll try to find some links there for you. All right, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well. You guys are great. Well, I've learned something today, too. Thankfully, we all work as a team here. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks, Dorothy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. But a lot of times between Apple and Windows, there is a kind of a a head-butting between the ecospheres there. Uh, So we'll put the links up there for you. I'm sure all all the Apple users driving in the car are saying, of course you can do it, Eric. What the hell? Come on. You know, don't you know this? No, I'm sorry. I don't. In our client base, we have roughly 400-plus businesses that we support and way beyond 6,000 computers. And in the entire base of systems that we support for our customers, there's probably 20 Macs. So we don't see a whole lot of them. Um, I think, Matt, we used to actually talk about the uh, the uh, operating systems, right, Bob, as far as the percentages out there. I mean, Apple Mac is still a tiny little yeah, percentage. let me see if I can find that. Well, we'll have to go to a break. Our Matt's going to get mad at us. But we'll find that coming back. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. <laughs> back. A little more Bernstein for you. 100 years old today. And uh, a little more information. There are some limits on the size. I thought there were um, with FAT32 that she might run into. Um, Largest file size is about 4 gigs. Uh, That shouldn't be an issue. Partition sizes could be a limit, though. Um, She might be limited to a 32-gig partition, which might be a little trouble. We're going to put some links up there for her as far as dealing with um, using Time Machine but it may not be as simple as formatting in 32-bit to make it work for her um, because of the age. And that 32 is up there as far as age goes. So hopefully it's going to work, but i got a feeling those bigger sizes might be trouble. Well, what do you got, Bob? FAT32 has been around since uh, Windows 98, I think even 95. Right, and that's what I'm worried about. Ter- and and four-terabyte drives have not been around for that long. So the drive geometry and the operating system is going to be kind of funky. So we'll see. I, we'll, we'll see if we can find a good, happy medium for her. But uh, you definitely can format the drive so that she can use Time Machine, um, which is a good thing. Time Machine is a great backup with Windows, with uh, Apple. She simply wanted to copy the files from her old Mac or from her current Mac to a new drive and just disconnect it and put it away. Um, and that might be trouble. Uh, there's some other thoughts we're thinking here. That will put up her as well. That'll maybe allow her to do this across both platforms. If you're a Mac user and you know of a way, um, Mike is suggesting XFAT, which I've never heard of, um, which might be some sort of intermediary 
format. Let's go on to uh, Windows 10 question and Stan in Southington. Hey, Stan. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, I have a new Windows 10 laptop, mm -hmm. and I'd like to make it look like Windows 7. Oh, Bob's got an answer for you. Uh, you don't? Yeah, I forget. I haven't used it in such a long time. Oh, isn't it? Um, it's a Windows 7 skin of some kind. Yes. I can't think of the word. <laughs> We've posted it so many times and it's been around for so long. I looked on the website. and I The archive links? You couldn't find it in the archive links? It's been a no. while, maybe. Um, there is a way to do it, so it'll look like Windows 7 for you. And we're both drawing a blank on the name of that tool. Uh, we're both looking at each other like we haven't had enough coffee this morning. Um, but there is a way to do it. You're going to slap a skin over the top of it that's going to make it look like Windows 7. Now, Stan, eventually, I'm going to tell you this. Microsoft eventually is going to make it so that tool doesn't work. <laughs> they're going to call oh, it. A, a, I know, because they're going to discontinue uh, support for Windows 7 in 2020. They are, but they're going to make it just so that you guys can't use the tool that you want to use too. Um, support is one thing, but you're going to you're still using Windows 10, but it's this is an overlay that makes it look like Windows 7. Right. Eventually, they're going to make it not work. They're going to break it on purpose. Um, go ahead. Classic shell. There it is. So it's called classic shell stand. Okay. We'll put a link up the, for the you. The brain works a little slower than it used to. <laughs> classic shell. That's the skin that's going to go over top. Okay, what did Bob say? Classic shell. He said his uh, brain didn't work as fast as it used to. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he maybe said that uh, the shell, the skin, will not work as fast as... Oh, no, it'll work fine. It'll work okay. fine, but eventually it'll stop working. I can just predict that, that Microsoft's going to make it not work on you. But that's what it is. All right, Stan? Sounds right. We'll put a link up there for you. Thank you very much. You got it, sir. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Uh, this is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11. Uh, Mike, hang on. Steve, hang on. we got some more calls coming in. We'll do our best to help you out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And if you have an answer to how to format large hard drives that will work both in Apple and Windows, um, that's something we're looking for. Without a limitation, that there's a, there might be a limitation that we're going to have to deal with. Um, and we're going to try to find uh, some more information for that. So stick around. Everything we talked about is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. Linked at Facebook. If Mark Zuckerberg deems the newsworthy, it'll get to your Facebook feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Dr. Lessie's in the green room getting ready to give you some second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that coming up at 11. And uh, we've learned a lot about formatting Mac and Windows this morning. And I've learned more than I care to know. Um, it turns out it's still a big pain in the hiney, but you can do it. Um, FAT32, believe it or not, will support an 8-terabyte partition, but Windows can't make it. <laughs> Windows can't produce it. Uh, you're going to have to use a utility to do it. So the question is, how do we get you that large partition size that she wants? So we've got a Weston Digital article that we're going to put up for you that kind of explains what, are the, what flavors of operating system are kind of cross-compatible based, based on the, the partitions that both can see. And uh, it does give us the most information that we think is the best. We'll put some of that up there for her to take a look at, but it's not necessarily that easy uh, to get a large partition size formatted so that you can use it on both systems. But uh, you can do it. 
It's not as easy as you'd hope. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Mike and Morris next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Um, well, as I'm holding, you guys answered one of my questions about converting uh, Windows 10 to Windows 7 skin. Oh, nice. Um, but that actually makes another question. If I put Windows 10, or I'm sorry, Windows 7 skin on a separate user for the same laptop, like a, um, aside from the administrator, mm-hmm. is that possible to have two different skins, essentially? I'm not sure whether you can set up different profiles on the skin. I know that you can uh, customize it. I would okay. assume that you could, but I haven't okay. actually tried it because, you know, okay. the computer I use is the computer I use. I haven't tried it. And, uh, yeah, you never separated or no one's ever asked you for two different well, flavors. Well, you know, in my house, everybody has their own PC, so, yeah. you know. And in practice, it probably hasn't come up much. Um, I would tell you, though, Mike, uh, try. So the Windows 7 skin, I think, is a, it's, a, it's a crutch, right? And, and eventually, the boys at Microsoft, the boys and girls, sorry, are going to make it not work. It's just yeah. how Microsoft does their stuff. All of a sudden, stuff magically stops working. And um, you, you're going to need to know Windows 10 because, according to Microsoft, that will be the default name for Windows going forward, Windows 10. Gotcha. So uh, you may as well start trying to get used to it because it's going to be the common platform until everybody goes over to Android or to something else uh, and punts Microsoft someday, which could happen. Okay. So my original question was I'm trying to get my son's laptop um, to play DVDs. Okay. Windows 10 is based. It's a Dell Latitude E6400. Okay. Does it have a DVD player? It does. All right. And when I put in a DVD... um, I get the. Um, I'm looking at the screen right now under Windows Media Player. Yep. It comes up. This disc is empty, and it's a. Uh, and it's not Blu-ray for sure. It's just a regular DVD. Okay. If I go in through like my computer and try to LC files, that it's actually reading that something's there, but there's no like execution file or anything to run it. All right. So. so is it a co- driver that I have to download, or? Well, it could be a number of things. Could be a driver. It could be just uh, a DLL file that you need to install from a third party. Okay. Or um, your drive, are you sure your drive is a DVD and not a CD? Uh, yes, it, it's coming up as reading it. A, um... So it does say DVD on the little slot that pops out, or you're sure it's a DVD player. So he can uh, read yeah, the data. Let me look at it right now. Uh, yeah, it says DVD. Okay. So I also, it, it could be Microsoft's media player stinks. I hate okay. it. So get a third-party DVD movie player. What I would recommend you to do is you install a third-party software, and I'm going to give you a recommendation called Infra Recorder. I N F R A. Yep. We'll put a link up for you. Great. And uh, it'll actually install some of the files that you need in order to be able to read additional files and formats. Okay. That could That's work. Yeah, and we'll try to find uh, also another just a straight third-party DVD player. Sure. Because um, it's all software-driven now, and and Windows Media Player is going to want to talk back to the the uh, copyright holders and make sure everything's legitimate, and uh, there's so many roadblocks to running Windows Media Player. It's almost useless these days. Okay. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah. forgive you know, it sounds like a basic question, but I... I live in the Mac world most of the time. Yep. And when I go to PC, I I know just enough to really screw it up. I hear you. I'd be I'd be the same way if I had to go to a Mac world. 
So I completely relate to that. And uh, so, yeah, we'll put some information out there for you. It shouldn't be this hard to play a DVD in the, in the year 2018, should it? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Just plop the thing in and run, right? No, exactly. it's all software, and Microsoft's media player is a big pain in the butt. Okay, I thank you for your time. You got it, Mike. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, that infra might work. Is there another media player we know out there that we could play? Uh, Just straight DVDs? There used to be one that came with, and I forget like what Power it is. something, Power DVD or something like that. Well, we'll find that something. works too. The point is there's a DLL. It's a Microsoft DLL that they don't install in their own, <laughs> their know, own operating system. So you get the third party, you put it in there, it gets in there, and then you can read all sorts of formats that right. you can't ordinarily read. Yeah, I wonder. If, yeah, well, this actually seems like it might work. It, it'll burn, erase, fix. It's pretty. Yeah, powerful. I, I've been using it for quite a number of years. And you can play DVDs with it. Yeah, and you can record and whatever. But yeah. that's you know, that might work. you can export or you can read uh, zip files and ISO files and stuff like that. Cool. And then record them. You can change the format from an ISO. You can burn it so you can make it into a usable DVD. Nice. Sounds good. Let's go to Steve in Winstead next. Hey, Steve, what's up? Steve, you there? No. Maybe put Steve to sleep. Steve going once. Steve twice. No, Steve. I'll put him on hold. He's been waiting there long enough. I want to make sure he gets a chance. Let's go to Craig in East Hampton. Hey, Craig. Oh, good. Hey, thanks for taking my call, you guys. Our pleasure. Hey, um, I recently uh, got rid of my rented um, Comcast uh, modem slash router. Yeah. Um, and I got a, a you know standalone uh, Doxus 3.0 modem nice. and, and a router. All right. And what happens is I keep getting um, knocked off of my internet. And what I do is I run the network troubleshooter, and it fixes the problem. But it's gotten rather. It's happening a lot, like three times yesterday morning. And what it comes up with is the problem that's found is that the Wi-Fi doesn't have a valid IP configuration. Is that something? Because I'm running, uh, I have two notebooks. One is uh, running Windows 10 and the other one's running uh, 8.1. Mm-hmm. It's happening to both of them. All right. Um, and is that something that's in my system, or is this something that's related to the uh, the modem or the router? All right. I think it's your your DHCP configuration in your router, but Bob is a thought too. What do you think? Bob? Well, yeah, it's going to be DHCP. Do you have only one? Is your so is your Wi-Fi and your router the same unit? No. Okay, I would check and see that DHCP is turned on on one and turned off on the other, because I think what's happening is when you have more than one DHCP server in the same network, right? They tend to fight. So what's your Wi-Fi, Steve? Who's I mean, sorry, Greg. What what, what device is doing your Wi-Fi? I, I'm I'm on I'm on two point four. Uh, no, what device is it? Is it an ASUS? Is it a what is it? Linksys, Cisco. What device is doing it? Um, I'm I'm you. You mean as far as what what is my router? Oh, so it is on the same device. Is your router handing out Wi-Fi? My my router is a tandem. My uh, modem is a uh, a TP link. Doxus 3.0. Okay, so that's all you have is the two devices. You don't have a third device handing out Wi-Fi. That is correct. Okay, that's cool. We get to the bottom of it. That's good. So within your wife, within your router, um, that device has a DHCP service that hands out IP addresses to the devices that are going to connect to your network. We think, or at least I do, that you have set that DHCP service too small or your leases are too short 
you might have only handing out five IP addresses or something's wrong with how you're handing out your IP addresses and uh, your devices are losing the lease. There's none, There's no more addresses to hand out and you get knocked off. So if you uh, go, go ahead. Am I better off calling the, uh, the manufacturer of the router at this point and having them walk me through this? I, I'm really not that savvy. Okay, well, this is not too hard. Um, but you, you could, of course, call the manufacturer if they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. But if you go and Google uh, DHCP configuration on that make model router, there's probably a YouTube video that will walk you through it. Okay. <laughs> um, but what you want to do is you want to set enough of IP addresses, let's say 50 addresses or 25 addresses for a home. And uh, you want to set those addresses to start at maybe 25, so 192.168.1.25 up to 50 or whatever number you want to choose, and okay. it'll hand out addresses to your devices. Below 25 will be your static things, like printers or what have you. What, what model is your uh, TP-Link? That's the modem. What, mo what model is your router? Uh, the router is a, uh, a, a Tenda N300. Never heard of it. A Tenda? Oh, I, yeah. thought it, oh, okay. I thought you said TP-Link. That's his modem. Right. Okay. TP-Link is the modem. Yeah. I never heard of the router you chose. Um, and, go ahead. Well, that that was uh, someone that's in the industry. You know, he he actually had one and, and gave it to me. Um, I wonder why he gave it to you, Craig. Was he having, well, was he having trouble with it? Um, well, you know, the, uh, the other thing is that now that you bring up the other, you know, the addresses, uh, I have a, a printer that is um, connected to the uh, router via a, um, uh, you know, it's it's wired. Nice. And, and and I occasionally run into problems with that also. So this all seems to be... Yeah, he gave you some piece of junk. Okay. And he's not a friend. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, either get his butt over there to default that router and set it up the right way for you and ask him to configure OpenDNS on it and give him a beer or two. Or... Okay. Or... Buy a new router yourself, um, and ask him to come over and configure it, <laughs> configure it for you because he caused you so much trouble with this thing. Um, uh -huh. You can buy in a, you can go to any big box store like Staples or what have you, and get a more uh, mainstream. I've never heard of the router you just talked about, but you can pick up an ASUS or a Linksys. Uh, those are all good Cisco type brand routers out sure. there, sure. and uh, you'll get more help from Motorola. Motorola's got a router now too. Well, yeah, of course. Motorola. They're, they don't always call them Motorola. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, get his butt over there for you, Craig, because he gave you a he gave you a faulty piece of equipment, I think, or he has an old configuration on there that's causing all sorts of trouble for you because he didn't default it before he gave it to you. Have a separate wireless and a separate router. He doesn't. Okay. It's all, all right. built in. There was a phone call between him and the manufacturer when when uh, he set this up, anyway. So yeah. I think uh, I think that that's probably what I need to do is just go out and get a new router. How long has he been in the business? How long is he? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to judge whether or not he was selling sneakers last week and then got, gave you this router, or if he's been in the uh, business a long time. Uh, he, he works for a uh, a big company. He, he works for a, a big company right. that uh, you know begins with. Um, it's okay. Uh, Don't worry about it. Get him it, get him over to help you. Get him over to help you. Either punt that router and get a new one that's just more standard and configure because there's something wrong with that thing. Okay, that, that sounds good because it's getting very aggravating. Hey, thanks a lot for your help, you guys. Yeah, you got it, Craig. Our pleasure. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Sometimes a gift of technology is not a gift. Well, you know, the <laughs> other thing, too, you got to think of is how much is the frustration factor worth to you?
So yeah. this uh, TP Doxis um, that's the modem cable yeah. modem yeah is forty bucks. Yeah, that's no problem. That's that's working. I've never heard of the router, and I can't even remember the name he gave it as far as the make and model of that router. I've never heard of it, and uh, we've been around for a long time doing this stuff. So it's probably very uh, either a very high-end router that's got more configuration than he needs um, causing this problem, but he'll go out and get something else. That's what I'd recommend. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Steve in Winstead's back. Hang on, Steve. We'll get to your call after the break. Three lines open for you. We're here until 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. We are back, yes. Leonard Bernstein, 100 years old today. And we used all the Leonard Bernstein bumps we could think of. Matt spinning the hits. <laughs> we didn't do West Side Story. We didn't. <laughs> it's probably before Matt's time. He did Candide, though. I mean, got to give him credit. He did Candide. All right, let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Steve in Winstead. Hey, Steve. Good morning, Eric. Good hey. morning, Bob. Good morning. Good Sorry morning. we didn't get you last time. You weren't there, so... I tell you, you know what? E.T. has a better chance phoning than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can we do for you, sir? Well, I heard something that, on the radio yeah. that just seemed so outrageous. I said, I got to call Eric and Bob on this. Yeah. It involved Facebook. Now, what they're looking to do is they want to, they're in direct talks with banks, supposedly, to share all of the customers' individual transactions. I know. I talked about this last week. I, I, I missed that. That's okay. It's crazy. So, what's this, is that possible? So these dinglings at Facebook want to be, be getting the financial advisory world, and they're going to make deals with banks to to track all Steve's transactions so that when you call the the geniuses at Facebook and get financial advice, they'll be like, well, Steve, we see you buy potato chips every week, man, and that's not good to buy potato chips every week or whatever they're going to tell you they're going to see based on all these transactions. And they're going to give you financial advice, Steve. Isn't that great? I don't know if I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. It's horrible. Uh, it's horrible. But, yes, they want to get into uh, financial advising of some kind. They want to get into dating services. Um I mean, they can't even keep the Russians off the system. So, I mean, you want these people involved with their banking, too? I, I don't know. I, ho I hope the deal doesn't happen, but I did talk about it last week uh, or maybe the week before where they're trying to get financial data, get get some sort of deal with banks so they can trans you know transmit information about people. Now, maybe they want to anonymize it. Maybe they want to know about all people in their mid-40s who, you know, who live in Connecticut who have a car loan or uh, maybe they're going to anonymize it but who knows it's, it seems, it's a bad idea as far as i'm concerned awfully big brotherly well the, the banks are they need any way to make a buck right i mean heck my bank that i use and i technically love it charges you five bucks to have them do a bank check i mean they'll skin off their nose to do a bank check but they charge you five bucks you know, they'll, they'll nickel and dime and nickel and dime us to death. And I can't imagine if they see Facebook money coming at them and saying, hey, Facebook will give you X number of dollars if you share every transaction with your customer base and we promise to anonymize it. I'm sure they're going to bite on that, right? Oh, I, I don't see how you can be anonymous with that. No, I know, but they're going to promise to, right? 
I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's uh, they shouldn't be involved with Facebook, as far as I'm concerned. Some sort of handshake promise. I see. Yeah, it's 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 back to the whole social media problem in the first place. They can't they can't keep a lid on our data as it is. If you, you saw the Cambridge Analytics issue, you saw even when the Obama administration used all the Google information to hit their folks, they're using this technology to remarket back to us, and now they want to talk to the banks and get the financial information. Um, <laughs> scary, scary as far as I'm concerned, Steve. I assume you're scared too. Well, I'll tell you what. I I only have the radio. That's my only outlook to the whole world. I don't have television, the computer, internet, or anything. Uh huh. Just the radio. All right. Well, that sounds like uh, you might be limited in your information, but it's a good source, I think, in general. <laughs> no, actually, I, I can get pretty overwhelmed just trying to figure out what station to listen to. That's true. That's true. There are still a lot of great stations out there. So, well, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all kind of passive, and, uh, and of course, our legislators, these guys who write the law, laws, are all, you know, they're going to be a decade behind and saying, you know, geez, we probably shouldn't have allowed Facebook to get all that bank data. Um, well, we should have made a law that said, you know, we need to make sure that they, they restrict uh, this information or their penalty is more than what that California law was, where it was like, Seven hundred bucks a a, a a discretion. Remember, they have that privacy law that they try to model after the Europeans, where the Europeans is like twenty percent of all sales of your company per transaction or something like that. Up to a limit of seven hundred dollars. Well, that's the, that was the that was the California law that they are so happy with. So you can see, I'm sure there's some lawmakers out there who are like, mm, you know what, this is probably a bad idea. We should probably make a law that you know for for every uh, released bit of information, we charge them a nickel or something like that. <laughs> It's a it's a problem. Well, I can tell you some of the things that some of the banks are doing that would really scare you. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not go there. It's not, <laughs> We're not. As long as it's technology related. Well, we have uh, no calls right now, so I'm going to bring up a quick news story because I know we're coming to the top of the hour. Bob found this. Microsoft is reportedly facing a bribery probe in Hungary. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has reported this on Thursday. It turns out that uh, they're being the Justice Department and Securities and Exchange Commissions are investigating how Microsoft sold uh, s- uh, uh, software such as Word and Excel at steep discounts to an intermediary in Hungary that then sold the products to government agencies in 2013 and 2014 at near full price. And they're talking about the fact that it looks like the middleman companies were paying the government officials kickbacks to purchase the Microsoft software. And um, that's why it was sold at such a high price. So we'll put this link up here. You can read the story. Um, but uh, I think I read a story recently where, like, every for every five dollar, every five pounds are spent in um, England, one of them is going to Microsoft. So uh, they're definitely consolidating their their uh, power over there. And but we'll put a link, and you can take a look at it. But it looks like uh, this could be a, a problem for Microsoft in Hungary. <laughs> Uh, come on, guys. If you can't sell your software the right way, you really got to bribe government officials. I wonder if that's happening elsewhere. Nah. <laughs> um, we we want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. Everything we talked about was posted live by uh, Mike G. He posted it live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the old-fashioned website. And uh, it'll be everything will be there for you. Nobody can filter it. Nobody can stop it. If you want to go to the Facebook site, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, we'll post those same links in our news feed. And maybe, just maybe, they'll get to your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy. Of course, um, we'll be there as well on Twitter. 
And if you follow us at Tap Computer Sys, and again, if Twitter deems it worthy, it'll get to your news feed as well. So I want to thank you guys. I want to thank, you, thank Matt for producing. Happy birthday to Leonard Bernstein, 100 years old today. See you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.